Ireland for biz number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold and a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runner. Donovan Bailey is putting on a third. He's got it! 984, a world record for Donovan Bailey and a gold medal! A perfect score. 10.0 for Dante Cavanici. A perfect score. The first time I've never seen it. So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt sprinting ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record, 9.68. The wind is okay. How easy was that? Welcome back to Off the Podium, an Olympics podcast, and we are continuing on our Vault Episodes series, where we're basically going into the Vault to do episodes with Olympians. Yes, former interviews we have done on our parent show, The Brink, and uh, this is where we talk to several Olympic athletes and people, I guess, uh, connected to the Olympics over the years. 2012 was the year that I spoke to Tristan Thomas. Uh, Tristan is a hurdler, and uh, he competed in the 2012 Olympics in London, and also is a world championship bronze medalist, having uh, been part of Australia's 4 by 100 meter relay team in 2009. And this was a fun interview. I'd actually, going into this interview, interviewed Tristan previously uh, through my work in, in a local magazine. I'd done, a, I'd written a feature on him and uh so this was kind of my second interview that i had done with tristan and uh another person that we have connected in in hopes that we can get him back on the show for maybe a bit more of a a different interview but uh yes this is great fun a lot of uh, proud tasmanian glad to say that another tasmanian athlete uh here at least on the show so here is tristan thomas 2012 olympian and now interview funnily enough from 2012 Tristan Thomas competed in the 2012 London Olympics in the 400 metre hurdles where he made the semi-finals. Prior to the Olympics, Tristan won the World University Games in the same event in 2009 and was a member of the bronze medal winning relay team in the 4x400 metres at the 2009 World Athletics Championships. I spoke to Tristan about his amazing career and just what he does do with his medals and other sporting memorabilia from his athletics. Tristan, welcome to the Brink and Edge Radio. Thank you very much for having me. Good to, uh, good to be talking to someone who's done their research. <laughs> yes, yes, we strive very hard to uh, to do our research, but it's obviously been a big year for you, mate. I mean, as I said, uh, the highlight this year, clearly, the Olympics in London back in August. How was that experience in the Olympics, and how have you adapted to uh, life as an Olympian after the Games have finished? It's, um, it's really interesting. It's, it's obviously something that everyone knows about. Everyone knows about the Olympics, everyone... They'll always ask you how the Olympics, and and when you say you're a sportsman, the the first question that you always get asked is, did you go to the Olympics? So for me, it was like it was the pinnacle. So for me to actually go there and see what life is actually like in the village, and life is actually like competing there and speaking to people, it was a surreal experience. Um, some things I probably expected more, but other things, you know, I'll never be able to match that experience again. So um, how have I? How have I sort of? developed as someone who's now in the Olympics, I guess life hasn't really changed too much. Um, but again, it's something that, you know, if, if a rock hit me in the head tomorrow and I could never run again, I could always say that I went to the Olympics. So it's always something that will be 
held in high esteem by people. Mm, let's hope that rock doesn't uh, definitely come and hit you in the head. I mean, I know um, you've obviously been uh, competing uh, nationally now for a few years. You uh, first competed in the Commonwealth Games in 2006 and you unfortunately missed out in 2008 for the Olympics due to injury. I, I suppose you're also getting asked this question a fair bit now, Tristan, about Rio. I mean, you've got the hunger inside of you now for the Olympics from uh, London. Are you going to keep going on now to Rio and maybe even push to, to be in the final? Uh, definitely. Um I think, again, as I said, it's very, very etched in people's brains, Commonwealth Games and the Olympics. Um, when people ask me, you know, do you want to make the final in Rio, my answer is that definitely I would love to do that, and I definitely strive towards doing that every training session. But for me, um, as with all people in athletics, I guess the exciting thing is there's a major championship every year. So we have Commonwealth Games 2014, but 2013, we've got world champs in Moscow, and then in 2015, there's world champs in Beijing. So basically, every year there's a major event, and it's one of those sports where, unlike, say, a hockey game where it's it's more like just being the person, you're always trying to strive to reach your personal best. So for me, I really would love to go on Rio, but I equally just want to run as fast as I can do, you know, in any interclub down the road. So it's exciting and pushing forward. Hopefully, there's a lot of good things to come still. Mm, well, a few something that um, people might not be re- uh, realise about you, Tristan. You're the second fastest Australian of all time in the 400 metre hurdles, and as I mentioned at the top there, you're also a, a bronze medalist at the World Championships. Now, this came in the 4x400 metre relay in Berlin. What was this experience like coming home as a, as a World Championship bronze medalist? Oh, mate, you're going way back into memory bank now. It was uh, 2009. And I guess it was a time where everything was everything was going really well and, um, you know, it was just looking like huge things could happen after that. Um, it's now been, you know, three years since then. But if, if I did have to say how that day was, I guess probably the highlight of my life would be the victory lap um, that I did with the other three Australian guys. Um, you got 70,000 people in the stadium. And though we only got third, um, you know, we were so excited after finishing you know, we were pretty much, you know, having a big, you know, it probably didn't look normal to a lot of people on TV, but we're there jumping all over each other and it's excitement. And, um, you know, when we when we did the walk of, of the victory lap, they actually sung and they put on a loudspeaker, Land Down Under. So it was almost like we'd won gold. And it was just this crazy experience with, with great people and something that I'll always remember. But Again, in an individual sport like athletics, I'd love to achieve something like that on my own, but, you know... I'm also, once again, very excited to have done it. Mm, well, it's, it's something I think really that some people maybe don't give much credit for, Tristan, because, I mean, looking at Berlin 2009 and the World Championships, I mean, it was one of only four medals that Australia won. And, I mean, athletics clearly isn't our number one sport, but when we do win medals, I, I think really, I suppose, more credit should be given, shouldn't it? I honestly, it's one of the things, it's a bit to do to say this, and I mean, you get a lot of people from a lot of sports, you know, commenting on how say, their sport lives up to a say like an ASL, which gets all the coverage and all the love. And, you know, not only do people know their name, but they could tell you, you know, how many kicks they had 14 years ago. And for me, to come back from World Champs, which is the same calibre of competition as the Olympics, um, and to have had a bronze medal, it was a serious achievement. And I guess, you know, whilst I didn't expect to be a front-page news and, you know, to be... Uh, a household name I guess I kind of expected something more to come out of it um, and and apart from someone like a Johnny Stephenson who's made a very good name for himself by being a character 
it's it's very hard to to sort of break into the mold if you're not a very good looking blonde girl. Or, so I, again, I'm very proud of how we did, and and I obviously always look back at that and say it was an amazing achievement. But until I do any Olympics, or until that kind of thing happens, and and again, until you say something funny or silly, like we look back at Sally Pearson, and, and she's now an amazing you know figure of Australian sport, but. The event that sort of the two events that really stopped Sally, other than um, other than her performance on the track, were you know her interview after the last Olympics yes. where she you know she's gone off and, and the emotions have gone crazy, and then we've got Commonwealth Games where she got disqualified after winning the hundred. So you look at reasons why people know her, and it's not even necessarily due to athletics. So I guess for me it's hard in that you know what is a what is a scrawny redhead to do? Um, I don't think there's many many gigs on redhead matches going around for uh, for endorsements. But it's something that obviously you know we've got to make a living, and, and hopefully in, in time to come, you know, events happen and and things can shoot for. Well, we'll start a campaign up. We'll help you out there, Tristan. Somehow get you That's to say that, something yeah. silly and funny, and uh, go out there and uh, get the redhead matches sponsorship or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do I think too also um, I mean you, it's good that you mentioned with with the medal I mean it's been such a proud achievement also uh, a university games gold medalist too now I wasn't even aware that uh, the university games existed is this something that you like to kind of pull up at a dinner party and say Look, not only am I a world championship bronze medalist I'm also a gold medalist at the university games in Serbia I don't know how many people you know, I'd be a bit of a twat if I was going around saying that I was this and that and everything. Um, again, I guess the problem with that is, despite university games, you know, in Australia, it's it's pretty much just a drunk fest where everyone just goes and you know has a great week and socialises. But at World University Games, it's it's a fair dinkum competition. So um, my second quickest time ever was run at that event. But who's going to care? Like I could say it to someone, but. They don't even know, as you said, that, that it even exists. So unless it's Commonwealth Games or unless it's the Olympics, you know, you could you could break the world record and it's going to get about five seconds of attention and then be gone. So, again, I'm, I'm really proud of it. The medal could have been a bit better. It's not very shiny. It doesn't have the event or the name or anything on it. Um, but at the same time, you know, it'll be good to show the kids in a few years' time and um, I guess I've just got to put it as another thing where more than anything, I guess it was a, a good way of showing that I could handle the pressure. And hopefully I learned some things that, you know, when I'm in better shape in, in a few years to come and I'm not plagued by injuries, then, um, you know, as you said, finally, I would be great, great to do. Do you keep the medals somewhere special? Do you put them up on display? Uh, same with, say, the Olympic clothes and all the kind of memorabilia you got from London? Oh, I just, I literally, about a week ago, got the, um, got the luggage back from London and started unpacking it yesterday. And the amount of stuff... It's actually really, it's, it's funny, what, what do you do with that kind of stuff? Because your closet's lined with, with hundreds of, you know, Australia t-shirts. You can't, most of them you're never going to wear again because you look a bit silly walking around the road in a, in a bright yellow Australia top. Um, but at the same time, you can't sell them and, and, you know, there's only so many people you can offer them to. So, you know, it, it's funny, but I've got so much of that stuff. But um, as far as the medals, which was the initial question... I, at this stage, have just got them all compiled in a little box of mine. Um, one day, I'm sure when it's all finished, I wouldn't mind getting a few frames. I think the World Champs one especially would be something that, you know, I, again, not everyone gets one of those, so I'd like to put it as a bit of a, um, a bit of an heirloom. But at the moment, I guess, 
I don't know, I'm only renting a house and I'm not established in life yet, so I wouldn't want to do something that's going to cause too much problems when I move one day. Mm, down the line, you can have a pool room, you know, going to put it up there on the wall and invite the kids in there, and, you know, that that's what Daddy did one day. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, I don't care, Dad. I just want to watch Nickelodeon. Anyway. <laughs> um, I've actually got... I actually, um, from the Olympics and from a couple of events beforehand, there was a huge, like, you know, be as big as a person, um, London logo, and it was on the warm-up track, so I, I ripped that off um, halfway through the Olympics and then just got all these people to sign that and got that posted in the post back home, so that's on my wall now. So you talk about a pool room, but, yeah, it's something that, you know, I could certainly decorate a house with, you know, a lot of people wouldn't want it, but a lot of sporting stuff one day in future. Well, it's all, as long as it matters to you, Tristan, I suppose, that's what matters, isn't it? It, it sadly is, but as I said, um, when I spoke to you a while ago, it's 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 nice to think that potentially you'd have an effect on other people as well. So, you know, I'd love to think that one day a kid who wouldn't have done sport or wouldn't have done athletics or whatnot sees what us as just normal people have done. Um, and, you know, if we could be inspiring to people, especially given it's a video game crazed society where exercise isn't as uh, prominent as it used to be, it'd be great to, be, to think you're part of the cause and part of the change. So it matters what it means to me, but it would also be great to matter to others. Well, that's a good point you make, and we were talking about endorsements before. Well, look, we'll work out some sort of video game to get kids out on the track at the same time as playing a video game, kind of like a, a Wii-style thing or a Kinect controller, and it could be the Tristan Thomas Hurdle experience coming soon to Xbox. It would go viral. It would be huge, <laughs> but then as soon as it did, they'd change the name and they'd call it the whatever. It'd be the Tiger Woods 600th game game. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, something we'll, uh, we'll work out afterwards, Tristan. But what we do with our, every interview, we uh, wrap it up with a set of five questions. Now, these are probably the five easiest or silliest questions you'll get asked your entire career, starting off with question number one. What is your favourite type of cheese? My favourite type of cheese would be goat's cheese with ash on it. Mm. You can't have much, but it's, you know, without being too funny, I'd have to say that would be the yeah, best. I had that answered a few times, I think, actually, and I've never tried it. I, I'm, I'm kind of putting that on the cheese bucket list, I think, Tristan, for me to try down the line. There's not a lot of answers you can give, though, really. Like, you, 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 with these, they're easy questions, but you want to, it's hard to make them funny, and, and really... <laughs> There's only so many cheeses out there. That's very true. That's very true. But we'll get people. Um, we'll get the questions to people beforehand, and they can get some writers and come up with something very funny. Maybe. How does that sound? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We'll work it out live. We'll... It'll be good for the next person who gets in. Yes, exactly. Well, question number two. Then we're talking about questions that don't really have much uh, answer to go funny with. Are you a folder or a scruncher? I'm a scruncher. Right. I've, I've actually I've asked this asked this question many years ago, and I just. I, I'd never really thought about it, and then I'm like, oh. And then I, you, you practice a few times to see whether the other method works, but <laughs> I just think you get more uh, more spread on the scrunch. Mm, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, was, I was picturing something wrong there for a second, but no, I, 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 <laughs> I'm loving the answers with this one, the kind of the, um, the different mythologies behind people's uh, reasoning why they fold or scrunch. We're learning yeah, a lot well, on this show with that question. What are the, uh, what are the ratios? Are you finding more folders or more scrunches? Well, when we last tallied them up, I think there was a few more folders and then scrunches, but we also then have to factor in the scrolders, Tristan, the really? people who do halfway in between a fold and a scrunch. Okay. Mm. Well, if that was an option, potentially I could have joined that mold. There's a third option. Yeah. They'll recruit you. They'll recruit you before the next Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> they should. The, the scrolling bandwagon. All the, all the fronts. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, question number three, Tristan. Growing up, what was your dream job? Oh, uh, yeah. 
actually had a couple of years living um, living in Ireland. Um, so I grew up as a bit of a bit of a wild child. I wanted to play football or soccer for uh, for Ireland back in the day. Right. Um, but as far as non-sporty jobs, uh, I don't really know. I, I guess there would have been a fireman stage, and there probably was a phase where I wanted to be a dinosaur <laughs> back in the early early evolution of the brain. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know later later teens it would have been physiotherapist, but basically I don't even know now. So <laughs> it would be the question could go on forever. Well, I think um, stick with the dinosaur one. I think every child at one point wanted to be a dinosaur, and that's something yeah. that more pe- people should continue to strive to be. Is a dinosaur, which is, which is ironic given that you can't actually be one of their extinct. <laughs> well, I wonder if the person dressed as Barney the dinosaur had that dream. He's just living his childhood dream. Well. It'd be kind of sad if he didn't, given he's the only person that got to live it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's very true, very true. Uh, also growing up, Tristan, question number four. What, uh, who, sorry, was your childhood celebrity crush? Jeez, crush. Um, what's the name? Uh, uh, there's a, I don't know if you watched it. Maybe you can help me out this. I think her name's Alyssa Milano. Yes. Maybe. Charmed? But it's, it's the girl of charm. Yeah. So there were the three, there were the three, um, we, I'll shoot that, witches. Um, and it was the, the best looking of those three. Yes. Or um, maybe maybe Sarah Michelle Gellar, Buffy. Yes. But I'd probably had a crush a minute back in the day. I'm not even sure. <laughs> I, but let's go with Alyssa. Yeah, can, we'll, go, we'll, be my number one. we'll go with that one. Kind of the sort of the fantasy genre of witches and vampires kind of tickled your fancy a bit there. Kind of sad. <laughs> probably a bit of character lessons in there as well. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I um I never got the whole Buffy thing when it was on TV, but somebody introduced it to me several years later, and I, I got hooked watching it on DVDs. And then I was kind of like, yeah, okay, Sarah Michelle Gellar, I'd go there. I understand it. Yeah, I I I, can, I concur, and I'm I'm still getting hooked on these random TV shows, and you just watch twenty two episodes in a row, and. Yeah, the celebrity crushes just keep on coming. Oh, yeah. We've got to love the DVD, uh, the TV on DVD releases there. They're brilliant. Well, the final question for you today, Tristan. Uh, what is your worst habit? What is my worst habit? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, all, all the bad ones. I guess you bite your fingernails occasionally. Um, which is, I, I've never even thought about this. Um, I, think, I think the one that gets me in the most trouble is I'm, I'm very honest, like I'm very blunt and I don't sugarcoat things very well so <laughs> whilst most of the time some people can find that refreshing I think a lot of people would find my inability to sugarcoat things and saying things how they are can sometimes come across poorly to the people who don't like what they hear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can understand that I um, I think that's a good worst habit to have I mean I'm like one of those people you said who think it's a good thing but uh, I can understand too obviously how people would see that as a bad thing because yeah it's, it's an interesting one Tristan I like it I like that answer it's, it's just it's dangerous when you're doing things like this on the radio because you know if you got me to say the wrong thing then I'll probably say it <laughs> Well, I'm going to remember that for next time, I think, Tristan, because I will say thank you very much for your time today, mate. It's been a lot of fun, and look, we'll keep an eye on your progress, no doubt, very, very closely, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll no doubt get you back on the show again in the future as uh, you go on to even greater successes. Oh, thank you very much, Ben, and good luck with your own successes. I've seen a lot of the Survivor stuff, so it sounds like I'm not the only celebrity on the air at the moment.
Tristan didn't uh, sadly make it to the Rio games, but uh, still a uh, pleasure to have him on the show. Missed out injuries, injury play career, and uh, we obviously, uh, you know, sad to see that, but uh, wish Tristan all the best, uh, continuing on with uh, the sport in, in hurdling. We will be back for another classic interview from the vault. Stay tuned. Thank you for your support through these, and we hope you're enjoying them. We're enjoying bringing them to you, and uh, you can always listen to them, ones that you've missed perhaps, or of course all the other episodes that you've missed throughout our uh, history. Just head to iTunes, easiest way to find them on there. Remember to subscribe, you can rate us, you can leave us feedback, and also Facebook as well. Like us on there, search for Off The Podium Podcast, easiest way to stay in touch. In the meantime, we're out of here. I'm Ben. Thanks for tuning in to Off the Podium, and we will speak to you next time wherever you are hearing my voice.